Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about the five markers of a healthy relationship with your teen. Let's listen in. Yeah, I think it's important for parents to understand what does a healthy relationship look like? Sure. And we get this idea that that we've got to be doing certain things and and that doesn't necessarily feed the relationship. It it fulfills our role that we play. But sometimes it's we I sometimes I just think we get confused. And so I'm around a lot of families that are unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so this would be kind of the checklist that I'd go through and say, here's some things that you need to do. And then what happens is when they become healthy, other things happen. Instead of just trying to say, okay, we've got to do this one thing and make sure we do it well, that becomes a program. And I think a family's made up of relationships. Maybe you can think about this as a tune-up for your parenting skills yeah. as you listen here today. Five markers of a healthy relationship with your teen. All right, let's see how we do on this, Mark. Well, how would you do on this list? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what? I was looking through the list that we're going to tell everybody about. Yeah. I would do awful when I was growing up uh-huh. because we didn't do any of these things. Yeah. Well, I think I've learned to be a better grandparent than parent <laughs> than I was as a parent. So. <laughs> so anyway, just know if you're a parent out there and you go, well, Mark scored all ones. If one <laughs> is the worst it can be and 10 is the best, the, I'm all ones on well, all this whole list. There's hope for all of us. Well, yeah, yeah. Just hang out with me and you'll feel a lot better about your life, you know. All right, marker number one in the healthy relationship. Would be this. You spend time together. I mean, there's just something important about that. And, you know, and so somebody goes, well, we do spend time. We go to a movie. That's not spending time together. Well, no, I go to every sporting event. That's not spending time not together. Unless you're on the field. No, they come watch me play something. That's not spending time Time is when it's one-on-one, there's consistent, real, free-flowing conversation. You have a relationship, you have to spend time together more than anything else. When I spend time, it's not just sitting at a table, eating something, staring at my my phone, trying to figure out what's on Facebook or watching Instagram or, or reading up on the news or seeing how the stock market did. That is not spending time. That is wasting time with yeah. my child because you only get so much time So take advantage of it so that you put up your phones and you say, we're going to spend, if it's just 30 minutes, if it's 45 minutes a week, an hour a week, that we're going to sit down and look at each other and learn to talk and engage. That is is one of the number one most significant things that can happen within a family. I think you put your finger on something with the phones because you look in restaurants as families sit down together. Everybody's looking at their phone instead of talking to each other. Well, and everybody's complaining about kids. And I go, it's not just kids. Oh, no. I'm on an airplane every week. And I mean, it's everybody on the plane. When I'm in an airport, it's everybody in the airport. And I'm just looking going, we're developing a a world where nobody spends time with one another. No wonder our kids are so consumed with themselves and want to kind of isolate, go into their room, spend time by themselves Mm. because they don't know how to spend time together. So it's something that a parent has got to initiate. And sometimes the the conversations will stay on the surface. That's okay. And sometimes you'll have deeper conversations. You know, take advantage of whatever is working within your family. Absolutely. 
I'm getting an email here. Can I get back to you in just a moment? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So marker number one, are you spending meaningful time together? Absolutely. The second thing would be this, that you're having real conversations, that you're just not talking about something else. You know, how much of your conversation with your teen lately has to do with behavior, chores, grades, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong? That's no depth to any of that relationship. Start trying to have conversations to get at where your child is, what he thinks, how he's growing, what he loves, what he longs for. And those conversations in the teen years means you're going to be listening a lot more than you're going to be talking. They're not reports, the teen reporting to you. That's right. They're conversations that help engage with each other and and discover each other. That's right. And, And when I ask questions, it's not to interrogate them or find out where they're wrong so I can correct them and be a better parent. When you spend time with your child having conversations during the teen years, it is no longer about you. Don't give them answers. Give them questions. Don't talk about your life. Listen about their life. Ask questions about their life. If you can change one thing in our family, what's one word that you would describe all your friends at school? What kind of pressure do you feel? Why do you think kids are so anxious today? Why do you think depression's going around? What do you think about suicide? What do you think about the marijuana thing? And don't correct whatever they say. Just listen, and then hopefully the conversation will go deeper and deeper and deeper. But you've got to say, Yeah, I mean, you've got to embrace that your teen wants to be heard. You contend that teens want to be heard. I know they want to be heard. I mean, if they'll sit down and talk with me, and you can see what I look like, nobody else can see. I mean, a mustache from the 1880s, a hairstyle from like a billion years ago. I'm 64 years old, and I've got kids dying to spend time with me. They love to open up to you. I go, there is something about listening. And everybody that's listening to us right now has two ears, so take advantage of it and use those a lot more than the one pie hole you have on the front of your face. Every parent thinks they're ready. You made it through the first 12 years after all. But then your child becomes a teenager, and all of a sudden, it's like the parenting rules changed and nobody told you what they are. Your kids completely change their interests, hobbies, appearance, vocabulary, and even their priorities and values. Some parents try to power through, continuing to parent their 16-year-old the same way they parented their 12-year-old. That plan is doomed to failure. Your child is too valuable to fail them now. That's why Mark Gregson wrote Tough Guys and Drama Queens, to help parents understand the changing world of today's teens and how parents can meet the unique challenges facing their children this day and age. Tough Guys and Drama Queens is both a hard-hitting look at what makes modern teens different from any generation that's come before, and practical advice to help parents overcome today's hurdles and retain a relationship with their teens that will last into their adult years. With spiritual truth, practical insights, and proven techniques, Tough Guys and Drama Queens is a book that belongs in every parent's library. Get your copy at ParentingTeenResources.org. Number three, are you continuing learning about each other? Well, that, that just means there's something new rather than the same old boring me. You know, if I tell the same stories over and over... Get the and, eye roll. And, I, and all I say is the same stuff, and I'm always repeating the same things... Is that all you are? 
Is, isn't there something more to you than, than the spaghetti you cook on Monday night and that's all you can talk about? Or is it just about movies that you watch? I mean, it's, it's, it's not just about those activities that you do. It's the engagement that causes an interest in each other that I want to know what you enjoy about your life. And, and, and it's contagious, when you get excited about their life, then they get excited about you. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it was like one of my granddaughters said, well, Papa, did you ever play baseball? I did. I did. I played when I was like seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. She goes, well, why'd you quit? I got hit in the head with the ball. Ouch. How'd you get hit in the head with the ball? See where we're going? Mm-hmm. I said, it scared me to death, so I never, I never wanted to do it again. So we're able to talk about something that goes deeper, but you create the interest, but you are continually learning, which means I'm continually sharing about another part of my life, even the struggles that I've gone through in life, when they start asking questions. This is interesting because if your teen was asked, what is your dad or what is your mom like? What what are, what are they like as a person? What would they say? Well, I, do they I, really know you? Well, they, do they? I think that's a wonderful question. When I've asked kids, hey, what does your dad do for work? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know what he does? Nope. And I thought, if I, I can assure you that if you don't know what your dad does, then you don't know who your dad is. Mm -hmm. And so there's a difference between the two. And so within a healthy home, you learn about each other, which means you're sharing about each other. Sometimes kids are on the phone a little bit more than wanting to talk to you because their phone is more interesting than you. And that hurts a little bit. But it, but it may be true. And if it is, then what can you do to engage them in different ways? All right, there's a fourth checkpoint. Well, you both know the expectations. A healthy home has boundaries and structure. You know, the relationship with your teen will thrive if these boundaries are known and discussed so that it's not always you trying to get somebody in trouble or forcing consequences, but a child knows what's expected of them and how they can meet the standards that you've all established within your home. Hey, listen, we're talking about five markers of a healthy relationship with your teen. You spend time together, you have real conversations, you're continually learning from each other. We started talking about you both know the expectations. That brings a sense of peace to the home, doesn't it? Well, it it really does. When you all agree that these are the rules we're going to live by, and everybody kind of goes by them, and and then it's a person's choice whether they want to follow them or not. So there's... So there's a resulting, you know, consequence for that. But it's not where parents have to become police all the time. Mm-hmm. You just know this is what's expected. This is what we do. And you make it all age appropriate. What works when a child is 12 years old will not work when a child is 13 years no. old. It's got to change. So those expectations have to change. What I find is this, Wayne, is, is that my frustration with people that I have is usually because I have the wrong expectations of them. I see, yeah. So when it's all understood about who's to do what, how we do it, and what we want to accomplish, then everything's easy and it works well. And the same thing happens within a family so that a child knows this is what my parents expect of me. Now, it's got to be realistic. Mm-hmm. It can't be, okay, I want you to make an 8.0 on your on your grade <laughs> point, you know, because nobody goes that high. But it's got to be something that a child goes, 
I can do that. I know mm-hmm. what they want from me. It's just a way to measure, perhaps, you know, uh, progress. And at the same time, it just calms things down within a home. I see why that's so important, Mark. There is a fifth checkpoint to, to offer to parents, and that is? That you offer grace and forgiveness. You know what? You can't live with somebody. You know how everybody used to say that if you want to hate your roommate, just go to college with them? <laughs> well, if you live together with anybody long enough, you're going to see the bad in them. They're going to hurt you because relationships do that over a period of time. For someone to ask me, I've been married 44 years. Somebody says, well, has Jan ever hurt you? Well, yes, she has. And if it wasn't for grace, extending that arm and moving toward her when she's done something wrong and forgiveness, letting it go and forgetting about it and moving on, that we would have split up a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way in relationships. We've got to understand that grace and forgiveness are a part of the relational equation that keeps us you know, together, that keeps us connected. And if we don't experience those things, we will isolate from one another and polarize a family. There's got to be grace, because if not, then we polarize one another. And when we do that, it, it, it just moves us apart where we will never connect, because there will always be times that we hurt one another intentionally, unintentionally, Mm -hmm. both of those things. And then forgiveness comes in. Forgiveness is giving up hope that you're ever going to have a better past. And if that's true, it just means I've got to let it go. Mom, dad, you've got to let it go. You've got to stop. You can't bring up something from eight years ago or four years ago. You've got to let it go and move on because that's the nature of relationships. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.